0: Are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks Podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037TheBuzz and 1037TheBuzz.com. Big game coming up with Florida tonight as Arkansas and the Gators will take on each other in a big game in Bud Walton Arena lots of indications on whether or not this team's going to be not only in the tournament for both these teams but where they will be seated at so it's a big game and we're going to get the Florida Gator perspective as the game's going to start here in just a little bit so without further ado let's go to the phone lines and welcome in Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com to talk about it all from the Florida side of things what's going on Andrew how you doing this afternoon man
0: I'm good and you know if you ask Mike White and the basketball team they may disagree that it's a pretty day uh (laughs) <laughs> they were joking that they left Gainesville, and it was 75, and then when they got into uh, to Fayetteville last night, it was negative 19 wind chill. So they were joking it was a 90-degree uh, temperature distance, uh, difference.
1: Yeah, I guess if you're an Eskimo, it's probably pretty uh, pretty nice weather. But, uh, yeah, but nobody else for sure. And I'm just glad the game's happening, Andrew. That's my thing is I was kind of fearful that with the snow that hit Arkansas, uh, it may be difficult for, for Florida to come in. But we get a game. We get this matchup. It's going to be a great one. Uh, Let me ask you and start right here with Florida. I know that they've had some games postponed and and unable to play because of COVID, but as far as how the season's gone and, and what they've done so far this year, how do Florida fans feel about the team? And is this about what you expected to see out of them this year so far?
0: Well, it kind of depends on what, uh, what fan group you ask, you know, part of the fan group still on the fire, Mike White uh, train. That's been there all year. And the other half of the group is, you know, it's COVID and, you know they've done better. You know, with when you lose your SEC Player of the Year in Keontae Johnson uh, earlier in the year, you you, you kind of you know, you kind of have to look at the season differently. And, uh, I mean, everyone thought Keontae Johnson was going to be the leader of this team. And it's simply, I mean, nobody could have expected what happened to the guy. And then you have uh, the next two games. You have Scotty Lewis and uh, Colin Castleton both go out of the game and not play. And they somehow upset Tennessee. And Tennessee was on a roll at the time. And then they go up to West Virginia and beat a very good West Virginia team. And then they come home and they look terrible against South Carolina and lose. So, you know, I – i I say this team is a, is a decent to good team, but it's one of those teams that it, it depends on what day of the week it is and, and what team shows up every week it, it does not matter the opponent it matters what team shows up, whether they come with energy or not and it's just it's wild. I mean it's just crazy.
2: So they're currently ranked fourth in the SEC, but how good can they be?
0: I mean, you know, when they're playing their basketball, and like I said, it depends on what day of the week they show up. When they're playing very good, intense defense and they're moving the ball around offensively, they can be very good. I mean, they can be one of the best teams in the FCC. Uh, but when they come out and don't play defense, they're one of the worst teams in the FCC. And it's just, that, you know, you look at teams and, you know, you kind of think you should figure it out, you know, in middle of February and kind of know what you're going to expect each game from a team. But, with Florida, it's just different. And, it, and it, I don't know why it is, but it's kind of been kind of the career of Mike White at Florida. And that is just a team that's, you know, very inconsistent and, and very, you know, just up in the air of what they are. But when they're playing their game and they're playing very good defense, and they're moving the ball around, they can be very good. I mean, Colin Castleton's had a really good year. Uh, Noah Locke, you know, still doing Noah Locke things and, and shooting the ball very well. Trey Mann's done very well at the point guard position. Um, so they have the players to be good. It's just, consistency and, and showing up every
1: night. Now, we had uh, the voice of the Razorbacks, Chuck Barrett, on earlier in the show, and I asked him, Arkansas is one and 11 in the last 12 games against Florida, and the only win had come in the SEC tournament in 2018. And I asked him, I was like, well, why has this happened? He just simply chalked it up to, hey, Mike White has has had better players over the past few years that's been better than Arkansas. When you hear that stat that Arkansas is one and 11 against the Gators, is it just simply that – Florida's had better players, or has there been something about Mike White and his coaching that he has found a way over time to know how to beat Arkansas, especially in the regular season?
0: I think it's a little bit of both. You know, I, and, and we say this at like football all the time, you know, certain coaches have certain coaches' numbers, and and that seems like, you know, what Mike White's been able to do the last few years, uh, and, and, and he's had that with a couple teams, you know, Tennessee being one of them, and then South Carolina, he cannot beat Frank Martin. I don't know what it <laughs> is about... Frank Martin, but he, he just can't beat Frank Martin. It, Frank Martin can roll out five, you know, he youth basketball players, and he can still find a way to beat the Gators, but, I, I, and I do think that he has had some very good players. I mean, over the last few years, you know, that he's had Kayvon Allen, he's had Andrew Demart, he's, you know, he's had Scotty Lewis and, and uh, uh, Keontae Johnson, he's had those guys, and again, it, it's just putting the pieces together, and, and that's the biggest thing that's frustrated fans, is just not being able to put the pieces together. But I'll be honest, I did not know that stat uh, heading into the game, uh, my basketball guy told me that uh earlier in the week and I was like, Are you sure? And I had to go do my own research. <laughs> I'm like, there's just no way. That just seemed crazy. I mean, Arkansas's had some good teams last year.
2: So how's this team been able to pull together since Keontae Johnson has been out with Florida? Um, they um they, you know, they lost him early in the season, but they seem to have pulled through they had maybe one rough stretch, but seems like that they've been able to go out and just continue to play well throughout everything that's gone on.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing was getting Keontae back on the, you know, not not on the court, but he's been on the court and he's been able to be on there with coaching those guys and helping with scouting those guys. And he's their leader. I mean, he was their emotional leader. He was their captain, everything else. So to be able to be out there for him has been able to help the guys. He's been able to help coach up those guys. You know, he was telling us the other day that, you know, he's been able to kind of give those guys some hard love because he's been in their presence. So, I, you know, I think that the guys, as, as best as they could, they've kind of rebounded and, you know, just kind of rallied around the fact that, you know, like, it was, any moment the game can be taken away from you I Keontae's mean, the witness there i mean he had just shot a free throw and, and then had an alley hoop and next thing you know the guy's not playing basketball this year so they've been able to rally around that but i think the biggest thing was just getting back on the court and letting them see that he's okay and he's going to be able to be around and you know we all hope that he'll be able to come back again but Right now, he's doing the best he can, and that's coaching and scouting for this team.
1: We'll continue our discussion with Andrew Spivey of Gator Country here in just a second. But first, got to tell you about rockauto.com. It's cold out there. It's snowing out there. And I'm sure a lot of you woke up and tried to start your car. Or maybe there was something going on with your vehicle where it was not ready for this weather. Well, don't be unprepared again. If there's something you need for your vehicle, rockauto.com has it all. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for the classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks and it's delivered straight to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and it's the same as professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you spend twice as much to pay for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the car parts you have available for your car or your truck and right, locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us boxes so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on
0: Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.
1: So, when you look at this matchup tonight uh, between these two teams, obviously Arkansas is going on a six game winning streak in SEC play. Florida has not played in a bit because of the COVID issues. But as far as matchups and what you know about Arkansas, how how do you feel this game is going to go? Both teams like to score a lot of points. Do you see it high scoring, defensive? What do you think happens in tonight's game?
0: Well, you know, I, I definitely think that it's probably a more defensive game if Florida wins the game. And I and I go back to my earlier point: with Florida, plays good defense, they they win they win the basketball game, and, and that I think is going to be a key for Florida. And I think Arkansas as well. I think whoever's going to come out and play most intense defense. The question is, is what shapes Florida in? I mean, Florida hasn't played now in two weeks. You know. Are they fresh and ready to go, or are they kind of, you know, just going through the motions and out of breath and not being able to go? I mean, Florida doesn't play a ton of guys, you know, in the season. This is their second long layoff, so they should be, you know, kind of adjusted to it, know what they're going to expect. Well, how does Florida come out the gate? Mike White says they're ready to go. They've been practicing a little bit the last few days. They were going to be able to play A&M, so they've been able to practice a little bit. But just how in shape are these guys? So I think that's why it's going to be a defensive game, uh, especially if Florida's going to win this game. I mean, if Florida comes out and just can't play defense and. And, you know, Arkansas runs away at this game and, you know, beats these guys. And you, you kind of go back to the South Carolina game. And, and, and for Florida, it's getting out and just being consistent with their defense all game long. And that's what Florida wasn't able to do against South Carolina. And that's what they're going to have to do against Arkansas. And, you know, make sure they know where Moody is at all times.
2: Did you see a change in Florida with the layoff before? Or did they stay pretty consistent as to what they did prior to the layoff?
0: Yeah, they were pretty consistent. You know, the biggest thing is uh, that was after the Keontae-Johnson thing. So the first game back, they kind of really came out the gate with a lot of energy, you know, a lot of intensity because the Keontae was back. They're really playing for Keontae. So I can't really say that you can kind of compare it here just simply because, you know, it was the COVID issue here. And I I mean, obviously they're going to rally around getting back on the court, but before it was really rallying around somebody in an emotional standpoint.
1: You no, know, Andrew, looking at the rest of the SEC, you mentioned Florida and how it just like, depends on how well they play or what, what team shows up. I feel like there's been a lot of teams like that this year in the SEC, especially like Tennessee. I feel like they were looking really good, and then they didn't. Missouri was another team that has had really good moments but then has fallen flat on their face. Is it just the type of year that we're in, or is it just how basketball is where there's ups and downs and inconsistencies? What's going on in the SEC where the only constant seems to be Alabama winning at a high level?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you kind of got to look at it around the country, just in general. I mean, did we ever think Duke, Kansas, and North Carolina would be down in in the same year? I mean, you know, Duke and North Carolina are two of the worst teams in the ACC. When has that ever happened in our lifetime? (laughs) I don't know that I can remember that, you know. so I think it's a little bit all around the country, and, and, you know, I think it's, and and I go back to this, and that's what kind of, Buffles me a little bit with Florida. And that is, you know, you're seeing a lot of these teams that are more, you know, senior oriented, older teams being better this year and, and that's why i mean why kentucky's not as good and maybe why alabama's better and that's that's kind of what's confusing for me on the floor end is they're a little bit of an older team why are they not better you know they didn't have to worry about you know getting on the practice court with each other because they had been there with each other just like alabama so i think it's a little bit of just unfamiliarity of everyone just kind of young guys being out there but it's a it's a wild season i think if we get an NCAA tournament, and I hope we cross our fingers, we do. I think it could be a wild NCAA tournament all around.
2: Florida is kind of like Arkansas with a lot of different options, and the scoring can come in many different ways from different players, night in, night out. Who's been their most consistent player though this season?
0: Yeah, it's probably been Colin Castleton. Uh, you know, he's been the guy that's kind of uh, when the when the game's on the line at the end of the game, they kind of lurk it into him inside. A, biggest thing for Castleton is staying out of foul trouble. He's been able to do that a lot lately. Uh, Trey Mann's had a really solid year. It's just being a little inconsistent as far as knowing when to drive and score and and knowing when to create for other people. But it's definitely one of those two guys with Castleton kind of being that guy as far as, you know, it's crunch time and you need a point. They've been going to call it Castleton. And a lot of times it's been Trey Mann creating for Castleton.
1: This is a team these are two teams that have had a lot of great games and great matchups. Obviously Florida's had the, the better of them uh, for sure. But I'm curious, because I always like hearing this from people who uh, cover other teams. When you think of an Arkansas, Florida game, what's the first game that pops up into your mind between these two teams? Because uh, there's been some great ones where Arkansas won, obviously some throwers in which Florida won. But when you think Arkansas, and Florida, what's the first game that pops into your head?
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat a little bit just because I thought it was I thought it was a good moment when Kayvon Allen had his big game a couple years ago at Arkansas. You know, being able to return home, him him being a kind of a hometown guy, and you know, return home and having the big game. I you know I I don't know what it was about Kayvon Allen in Arkansas besides him being a hometown. But if Kayvon Allen could have played Arkansas every game of the year, he'd have been an NBA Hall of Famer. (laughs) And so I I just I always go back to the game at at Arkansas. I, I believe it was two years. Two years ago or three years ago, uh, my mind's dating me here a little bit, when he went off for 30-some points. You know, it was just – he had had – Cold after cold after cold game. Uh, Mike White was on him a little bit about wanting to shoot more, and he just came out and was lights out. And I, you know, I know that's not probably the best Arkansas game in general. But that's one of the games I remember. We talk about it all the time. Just, just for Kayvon Allen's sake, he's the great guy uh, on and off the court. And it was just, it was crazy to always see him go off against Arkansas. He could have went zero for fifty the game before, and he was going to come out and score twenty plus against Arkansas.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of Kayvon Allen and being a hometown guy, you got another hometown guy. And Tyree Appleby, who's from Jacksonville, Arkansas. What have you seen from him this season?
0: Yeah, I mean he's electric. You know, he's he's a fun guy to watch play. And you know, he just he's one of those guys that's kind of like an energizer bunny out there. And uh, obviously, you know, it, it hurt him a little bit. You know, not having the full you know, practice a lot, but to go with his team, he did get to, do, you know, work out with him a lot last year as he set out for a transfer. And so I think you're starting to see him really come on as of late. Um, and, and him and Trey Mann have actually been out on the court a little bit together, both of them being point guards, uh, but just because Appleby's able to create. And that's the biggest thing is he's a guy that can just, get in the lane and really create for other guys. And the thing that I think surprised me the most was his ability to hit the three and to hit from outside. I did not expect it to be as good as a shooter as he is, but he's been really good there and he's been able to get in there and just kind of create some, some shots for the team that, you know, If you watch Florida, that's been a problem all year, is being able to just drive the ball, move the ball, and create. I mean, Florida at times is one of the worst teams as far as you know passes and assists to, uh, to points ratio, and Appleby does a good job, and you're really starting to see him come on late. I, I think that next year is really going to be a big year for Appleby.
1: We'll continue our discussion with Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com here in just a second, but first got to tell you about day at AG. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, even though football is over, NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing and bet online even covers award shows tv shows and reality television with real-time updated odds and props of almost anything you can imagine bet has you covered for all the news scores odds and it is the best place to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device right now to sign up today for your welcome bonus of 50% off your first deposit and you just enter in the promo code Locked On. That's how easy it is to get your fifty percent off welcome bonus. Enter in the promo code Locked On on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts.
0: You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.
1: I do want to ask you a little bit about football. Obviously, Andrew, with the the ending of the season for the Gators, it was quite an interesting one. And uh, the the excitement surrounding Dan Mullen and the future of Florida football uh, is definitely high. But as far as what goes into this next season for Florida, what's the next step? Obviously, they were in the mix for playing for the college football playoff. It, it didn't work out, and, and people can argue all day long whether or not that was the case. But how's the football vibes right now for the Florida Gators going forward under Dan Mullen?
0: Yeah, I mean um... – we spoke to Dan Mullen today, actually. Florida's actually starting spring practice on Thursday. Um, they're going to get a head start on uh, on spring, uh, and they said they were able to do that just simply because they didn't have to be out on the road uh, recruiting in January a lot. They were able to really kind of reflect on last year and get things going. So they'll actually start on Thursday. and You know, it's a big spring in several different ways. Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for Florida is figuring out what their identity is going to be on offense. I mean, uh, Kyle Trask, offense under Dan Mullen, just is that a typical gamble on offense, it's not a lot of quarterback runs. It's not a lot about uh, you know quarterback reads, that kind of stuff. It was more of a throwing. I mean, they were at times 80-20 pass to run. and you, you could very easily this year be 70-30 run to pass. So, uh, you know, figuring out the offense and, and making sure the offensive line is adjusted from being more of a pass pro offense to now the run blocking offense, just kind of adjusting on, on the offense side ball. And then defensively, they were just atrocious last year. I mean, the guys couldn't get lined up. They were pointing at each other on, on plays, and they were in man-to-man, not knowing who to guard. And, and they were a senior-based defense for the most part last year. So fixing that and, and you know, getting those two young defensive back coaches in Wesley McGriff and Jules uh, Montier, who came from South Florida, uh, getting those guys to create some energy for a defensive back. Coach. I know that sounds crazy because defensive backs are usually the most arrogant guys on the field got it for the last year. So it's a lot of question marks for a team that just finished eight and four. And, you know, with six points away in the SEC championship game as Dan Mullen likes to, uh, big question marks, especially if you want to get back to Atlanta next year with Georgia returning a lot of guys.
2: So it will be an adjustment at quarterback. And you mentioned that it'll be an adjustment on offense altogether, but Dan Mullen is known as kind of a quarterback whisperer. Do you think that any quarterback that plays for Dan Mullen is going to be successful?
0: I mean, I, you know, I think your history says yes, and I know that's kind of crazy to say because you know, obviously, you get a, you know, he had Felipe Franks, and I, and I don't want to knock on Felipe, but it wasn't as successful an offense as you wanted it to be. But you know, he definitely adjusts to, to whatever quarterback it will be. You know, the question is, you know, how will they adjust with Emory Jones? He's a much better runner, not a very good thrower. Uh, how will they adjust to that with an offensive line? He's more of a, a pass pro-offensive line. Uh, but I, I do. I You know, I have success. I always tell people I don't worry about quarterback recruiting with Dan Ball. and He's done it for long enough. His success says, uh, you know, that it'll be fine. It's just he always adjusts, and he does a good job adjusting and, and having the, the quarterback, uh, you know, to be able to do to his strength. And that's what he did with Kyle Trask last year, and you've seen how successful it was.
1: All right, last one before we get out of here, just, to, just give us your thoughts. Who wins tonight, Arkansas or Florida?
0: I would go Arkansas in a close game just simply because of Florida having the layoff and not knowing, you know, kind of what team kind of comes out tonight. I think it'll be a good game. You know, Florida should keep it close, and they're in most games. I just I think Arkansas pulls it out late, uh, not knowing the stamina of a lot of these guys without being able to practice a ton. I'll go Arkansas in a close game, but, you know, that, that streak, you know, you always got to say it the streak's broken up there. Uh, you kind of got to go with the team. So, in a way, I, you, Arkansas has to win for me to believe it
1: should be a great one, man. Andrew Spivey of GatorCountry.com. We appreciate you hopping on, man. I know you got a lot going on down there, but enjoy the game tonight, man, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road.
0: Absolutely, guys. Take care. Have a good week.
1: Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Buzz John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.